are you playing? Hello, and welcome to a brand new podcast here. What the bleep are you playing? <laughs> I am your host, uh, Sean, an expert at making all games look bad. Here today with me is uh, Thomas, a man born with controllers for hands. And also joining us is Mason, who does not understand the ones and zeros. Today we're going to talk about Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. And if you're anything like either, like Sean and I, who had no idea what this game was, you probably asked the same question, what in the world is this? And if you're like me, who grew up with it, you're like, oh shit, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is an interesting game. Uh, 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 we're we're, we're kind of doing this, this this little thing where we're uh, choosing a game. Each of us choose a game, and the rest of us play it, and then we talk about it. And, and Thomas chose this game, uh, and, and I knew a little bit about it uh, uh, going in. Like, I knew it existed. I'd seen trailers. Uh, and maybe at, like, a party, you know, where we've had a bunch of games, I, I, I might have played it because it does feel very similar. But I had no experience with it. Mason here had absolutely no experience with Literally it, so you were you came into this with the as the expert uh, 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 of this game. As so I don't know how that makes you feel. I was gonna say, is that a label you want to wear? <laughs> Look, it's not a label I wear proudly, but it's a label I have. God damn it! <laughs> so l l let's get a little bit of background here on uh, uh, Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfect. So Marvel hadn't really gotten into like. Big, the big games like DC was kind of staying back they had a few little things like that but Marvel kind of like wanted this to be their like launching of a new franchise and they partnered with EA you know a huge company at the time you know and still is you know a huge company uh, and, th and this was like prime EA this was like back yeah. when they were releasing like Def Jam all the EA sports games uh, Whatever the fuck that snowboard SSX. Yeah, I think all I think at this point games. they also had the James Bond license. I think they yes, did at this they point. Did. They did have at, the James Bond. License. At this point, EA is like this is this is before the, the EA is it was a naughty thing to think about, you know? Yeah, this was before EA was like the worst word you could yeah, say. Yeah, for a game. Before EA was voted like worst company two years in the row. Bear in mind, not just worst video game company, worst. Company. I mean, Blizzard's got some money coming. I was going to say, say Blizzard Activision. <laughs> oh, we're coming they for that, like, baby. They were like, hold my allegations. <laughs> so I, I believe it's a Canadian company. I don't have the actual on it, but uh, the company that actually ended up developing it was Nihilist, Nih, Nihilstis Software. Gesundheit. Uh, yeah, it's quite a name. And, and, you know, you go through their, their game library, and they got Nothing really. Like their best reviewed game is Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, Which, and that was on the uh, the PC and Apple. I was gonna say that was on the PC for, I think that was two thousand. Because mm -hmm. that was, I believe, that was the first Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, game. and they used this that game to get this game. This was their second game. They would go on to later make the Conan the Barbarian game, a game called Zombie Apocalypse, PlayStation Move Heroes, and then the their <laughs> final games were the Vita versions of. Resistance Burning Skies, and Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified. So we're talking about a studio that does not have a lot going for it as well, on top of EA. So I'm just curious to know, what, what, what were they thinking going to that studio? I think they were probably thinking we have a, a young and upcoming studio that you know maybe has something good for it, and we want to do this. We want to do this huge tie-in universe. Well, so, because they, they made this universe and then made a comic series that ran for was it yeah, six, six issues. issues? 
the problem is the comics actually contradict the game in Which, multiple oh, points. Way. It's it's so fucking funny, dude. Like Man, it's because no. there was no communication at all. There, the, the communication was Marvel went up to the writers and was like, "Hey, write tie-ins for this game. What's it about?" This, okay, we'll write tie-ins for it, and then. Back at EA, they were like, hey, we have all these backstories. Should we send them to Marvel? Ah, let them guess. Like, that was what it was. So this game is is, is coming out in there, and, and the other thing on it is, like, in the Marvel Universe, they still acknowledge that the, the, the Imperfects and the characters that were created by the studio do exist in the universe, but they've never touched them again. That's the only time they've ever appeared. Marvel's weird with their, like, licensed stuff, because... You know what else is technically still canon in Marvel? Transformers, Godzilla, True, Rom the Robo Knight. Like, all this tie-in shit is still technically canon to the universe. I think Transformers, especially, is still, like, having effects to this day. And then, but here's, here's the thing, though. I don't really blame them. Because these mm-hmm. ca- these new characters, they're, like, they're such nothing. Like, there's they're, they're very lame. They're very bland. Uh, what, and what is it? Like jo- Johnny Ohm is the only one I can think of because that's the one I was just playing as. Yeah, there's Johnny Ohm. There's the Wink, which might be the worst name for a teleporting character ever. Try not there's, to. I get try, what they're trying to say. Like they're trying to they're trying to do with that character, like the name on it. But it just like it, you blink, you'll miss it. You know that sort of thing. But woof, it's just like. Uh, and then what's what's the. Uh, um, uh, the Lex Luthor ripoff. What's his name? Miles Van Orm. Is that yeah, what it yeah. is? Yeah, like it, it's it's a bunch like of bad literally characters. Just Lex Luthor. And uh, my my favorite thing, I, I genuinely forget. Fault Zone. Fault Zone is her name. Yeah. Sean called her Thunder Thighs. Yes. And that's legit. Just what I call her now. Because <laughs> literally, uh, her super, for them all. Yeah. literally her superpower is she dances like a ballerina, and causes earthquakes. Why isn't that a character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this game, this game, uh, it was not received well, as we, as we, as you, you know we're talking here. It was not received well. I I, I mean the, the 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 console versions. I mean it's not like oh my gosh this is the worst game ever. They they averaged about 50, 58 for Metacritic with the GameCube being the lowest one at fifty four. The other the PlayStation PlayStation two and Xbox at fifty eight. But they also made handheld versions, and I know that the studio here did not make. The, uh, uh, the the DS version, that was a different studio. No, because they, they did the PSP version. But they did the PSP, the PSP version, which, again, also had a low, lower score, but not there. But the, 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 where this game gets the like notoriousness is how bad the DS version was. The, yeah, the DS version is apparently like legendary. And, I mean, it's not uncommon that the DS ports were bad in that era. A lot of times they were just thrown together and things like that. It's just very funny that this poorly reviewed game overall had a version that was just so much worse and if uh, if the game had been more critically reviewed, well, you know, well and received uh, on the consoles, it probably is just kind of forgot. Oh, there was a bad port of it. But no, it's just like we've taken a bad game and somehow made it worse. Uh, Which is weird because usually uh, when a bad game is ported to the DS, I mean sometimes yes, it's fucking terrible, but there are other times where it's actually like pretty good. Like um, I forget what the hell it was. Um, but I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't really happen that often. No, that was, not I was, that often. It, and that wasn't really a problem. That was like, just the DS. Pro- that was a problem across the DS and the 3DS because I remember mm-hmm. I used to have um, 
The Amazing Spider-Man for the 3DS. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The, the, the original, the, first, the actual console version, it's not awful, mm -hmm. but it's not great either. It was, it just kind of exists. The 3DS game is horrible. To sum up a lot of the horrible. DS ports that came from systems, they, port, they created a DS port of Assassin's Creed. And it is as bad as you can think of it right now. How, how would they even it's like a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Okay, so it's I like it's like Arkham Blackgate, but yeah. with they, Assassin's they, Creed. Because they did, they they actually uh, went back and did that style of Assassin's Creed again. Because they did Assassin's Creed Chronicles a lot later. Mm -hmm. I played China. <laughs> I mean, I played a little it's, bit it's, of India. But yeah. Back onto this, uh, the, the Marvel. Uh, game it, it just it, it clearly they had a they did not have a good plan and, and and as we get into the plot here you can see woof they uh everything from the development everything on it but before we get to the plot there i just the, the one little point there is like after this game marvel dissolved the partnership with ea it was a two-year partnership and they, they 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 didn't do anything more with it and they focused all their money in terms of it onto uh uh marvel uh, ultimate alliance yeah because that was um Excuse me. That was Raven Software mm -hmm. that did that because they did the X Men Legends games. Because mm -hmm. because before Marvel Nemesis, the two big Marvel games were Mar were X Men Legends and like arcade games mm -hmm. like Marvel vs Capcom, X Men the arcade games, stuff like that. It it just they, there was a lot of like there were a lot of movie tying games, but uh, that existed. Yeah. But yeah, just straight up Marvel comics type games. It was arcade type style games. And the X-Men games, and that's a lot what you had for the most part. Yeah, even even Spider-Man. Like, he had a couple beat-em-ups for the SNES, but not and a had, lot. And this is Spider-Man, like yeah, the biggest Marvel well, I mean, he, he has beat-em-ups. He he there's the 164 game. There was a couple uh, Game Boy that's games. Right, that's so right. Spider-Man had a few, but also, you know, that's not also necessarily just saying Mar uh, trying to do a huge Marvel Comics game. The Ultimate Alliance later would be what they really ended up like. In a lot of ways, this is the proto-idea that Injustice would later kind of adapt and do better. <laughs> and we were also still a couple of years off from uh, the Raimi Spider-Man tie-in game, which... I mean, uh, Spider-Man, they all would have been out by now. They, this is over 2005, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. I was so going to say, because... One and two would have come. We were a couple of years off from Spider-Man 3, the greatest of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. But, but yeah, this was... This was at, Keep in mind, this was after Spider-Man 2. Mm -hmm. So this was after arguably the highest high of Marvel games for a while. Because uh, uh, everyone fucking loved Spider-Man 2. And it's like, Spider-Man's going to be in this game. And jumping ahead of it, he's going to look like Raimi's Spider-Man. Oh boy, let's buy it. Oh God, why? <laughs> so people in there are wondering, well, what, what, you know, what is, are, is Rise of the Imperfects? What is the story here? Um, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to read you here a summation of the plot from Wikipedia. Because I, I think of all the things I looked up for the, for the plot, just starting to summarize it, this one does it best because it just is like so basic. And uh, this is game it, is kind of basic. Is it one of those really short Wikipedia It's articles? fairly short, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see on his notes, it's like three paragraphs. As heroes <laughs> battle invading aliens, a daredevil in distress calls Electra for help. She finds him on the Daily Bugle building. Oh, this is building. Daredevil the superhero, okay. Where he fights her. Just just evil Knievel. Holy shit, Electra! <laughs> she defeats him and removes an alien device from the back of his neck. This releases him from the control of one Niles Van Rokel. 
Niles Van Roekel. Who lets his imperfects fight in, into the city to fight heroes. The heroes also find more alien devices and fight any infected to remove those devices. Meanwhile, a girl named Maya trains to fulfill Rokel's goals to create the best and most deadly warrior. She begins to by destroying different alien devices. As training continues, she takes on the name Paragon, fighting the same aliens the heroes are. She fights her way out of the secret headquarters of the Imperfects and into the city where Magneto finds her so that Paragon will serve as his minion. He uses an alien device to control her. Paragon eventually breaks free of the device's control and defeats Magneto. She realizes that she is not evil and plans to stop Rokel. Rokel reveals that he is an alien, is responsible for, and will spread the invasion. Maya attacks Rokel and kills him by taking away his life force. She stops the invasion, and she and the other Imperfects join together to share the Earth with the heroes. Yeah, notice the one thing missing from this Marvel nemesis, Rise of the Imperfects plot summation? Fucking Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> and that is, as we get into kind of the gameplay and what we kind of feel and experience of playing this game, that is the kind of the feeling of it is, there is not a lot of Marvel in my Marvel game. That's what it, it, that's what it feels like. It feels like they had written an entirely different game and then got the Marvel license, and then made it a Marvel game. That might have genuinely been the case. I'm pretty sure, though, by the way they're getting out, that they knew they were getting it, because they created the Imperfects, I believe, post after getting the license. Like, the Imperfects, all of it. But <laughs> that's, that's, it's possible that they a lot of that maybe some of the, the, the developers and the creators had these characters planned for years, and like, oh, finally, we're going to get to make this game, and we're going to get to make it because we're going to have money because we have the Marvel license, so we're going to put these characters in. That that could be a possibility because these do seem like characters that would be in, like... Anyone remember Thrill Kill, that canceled PS1 fighting yes. game? Yes, yes. This feels like characters... These feel like characters that would be right at home in that kind of game. Yeah. Like that bad, edgy, early 2000s, late 90s fighting game, which is what this is, but it has Marvel in it. Yeah. So I, I think for this, this would be probably best Thomas to answer uh, to, to answer this one because you actually played this when it came out. <laughs> How do you feel playing it then versus playing it now? And I'm actually kind of curious to know how did you come across this game? <laughs> how, did, <laughs> how did I come across it? I genuinely do not remember. Okay, like <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but I was so young. I genuinely don't. For all I know, that shit could have like spawned in my house, like. From the gates of hell, like here you go. You just I mean, thanks, buddy. If, if the gates of hell are opening up, and then the president of EA is here, is your copy? <laughs> it's like an, it's like the beginning of an Indiana Jones movie. You find it in the attic, covered in dust. Yeah, <laughs> that I genuinely that might have as well have been what it is. But I played the shit out of this game back in the day, specifically with my brother, because um, me and my brother we both uh, played the shit out of this game. I had a lot more single-player time with it than he did because he was off playing his more mature games, even though he's only two years older than me. Uh, he Got to get that edgier time eventually, you exactly. know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I had a lot of single-player time with this game. And because my dumbass didn't know you needed a memory card to save, I was a very stupid kid, uh, which is why I played the first level of Sonic Heroes like 20 goddamn times. But, anyway... Uh, <laughs> Because I didn't know you needed a memory card to save this fucking game, I think I beat the whole story mode in, like, one sitting. Like, wow. gen Like, genuinely, I think I beat the whole story mode in one sitting. And I still remember my reaction 
to the fact that you do not play as any of the Marvel characters, but you play as this random bitch Paragon for the last mission of the game. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> and also, I remember my reaction to the opening cutscene. Let's talk about that. I, uh, I, know, I know you want to... No, yeah, no, it's fine. That it is an important okay. thing in this experience because it is. Okay. A, ooh. Okay, this was yeah, something so, that was kind of uh, skimmed, like kind of just it was glossed over in that overview. Yeah, because it's the, glossed over in the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's glossed over in the game. So, okay, you you start story mode and you play as the thing discovering these invasions. We'll get to the designs. The thing looks fucking terrible. We'll get to the designs, um, and then this cutscene plays where three. Big Marvel characters are just fucking killed off by these aliens. They kill off Captain America, the Punisher, and the Hulk. They kill Which, all of them off. All three is very interesting to make that choice because at the time, we're talking, you know, mid, you know, they're probably developing in 2005, 2006, getting all the plan out of this. Punisher and Hulk had had not well-received movies at this point. So at least, you know, like, whatever, maybe they're not super popular, that makes sense. Captain America was still kind of, like, not quite at the pinnacle, but was a popular character for a decision, you know, for trying to get new fans in and killing one of your faces is a very weird, bizarre decision. Well, that's saying... And not not only does he get kill, killed off, it happens off-screen. We don't even see it happen. Yeah, literally, like, a blast hats him... The camera like goes fuzzy and then the shield's just there. Like just there. And and the thing is, you say that about Captain America. Back in the early two thousands, mid nineties, you had three big Marvel characters. Like nowadays it's Iron Man, Thor, mm -hmm. Captain America, are you big three? Back then Captain America was still big, but your big three mm -hmm. were Spider Man, Wolverine, and Hulk. Mm -hmm. And you kill one of them off, and Captain America, and Punisher, who's a very popular character and just had a movie come out, wasn't well received, but it did still just come just, out. They considering just die. That Daredevil has a role in this game, as well as uh, Elektra, and obviously we said the the Raimi looking Spider Man. It is a very interesting decision to kill off recent movie characters as well, which almost makes it think like you know, you know, you would think maybe. I guess for the shock value, but it is very interesting to be like imagining people who have come in from the movies or have just been watching what, you know, hey, I just got out of Ben Affleck's Daredevil. You know what? I want to go check out this game. Where's my Evanescence music? <laughs> Another thing I, I just realized this is also two years after the Ang Lee Hulk movie. Yeah. And you're killing yeah. Hulk. And you're killing That's Hulk. The thing about it is Hulk, yeah, it's a, you, you, and so I could see that because those two movies weren't particularly well received. So you're like, oh, you know, I can kill him and things like that. It, 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 it. The weird one is just like, if you're trying to cater to all forms of fans, it's very odd from a, if a comic book fan coming in and being like, oh, okay, so Cap is dead. Why? Yeah, and, and like... Doesn't he lead I, these things? <laughs> and, like, I get that you want to kill off some characters for shock value and all that, but at the same time, like, kill off some fucking nobodies. Like, I know that sounds harsh, but, like, just kill off some fucking nobodies. I wonder <laughs> if starting with The Thing, and this would have to go back starting with The Thing, because at this exact... The moment this was in development, the Fantastic Four movie was also in development. And had, I said, by, I believe when this was released, it had come out, but probably for most of the development, it hadn't come out. So I wonder if starting at The Thing was maybe a Marvel type of thing to be like, okay, see, uh, uh, we have this new movie coming out. That, that might have been that the case. That might be something, honestly, because it's, it feels like a very odd starting point as well, yeah. especially for, no, like, to bring fans and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start with the thing. Yeah, uh, part, of, part of me does wonder, like, 
They kill off Captain America, Punisher, Hulk. Part of me wonders if they were originally going to be playable, but time restraints got in the way. So they're like, fuck it, let's kill them off in the cutscene because we got the models and everything. They could have also probably been difficult to develop for. Mm -hmm. That's very fair. Uh, Especially, like, Hulk... I could probably see... My thing, main thing is Punisher would probably be a pain in the ass. Punisher, considering the way they, the controls and the way this game moves, yeah, Punisher would have... And I think also Captain America probably would have been a not particularly easy to control because, look, Spider-Man is... Spoiler alert uh, for what we, we talk more about. Spider-Man controls like ass in this game. Well, you say Captain America would be hard to control. He's in the PSP version. That's true. Yeah. What? In the, yeah. PS, in the PSP version, they cut out... I forget the whole roster of this game. You start off with like six characters. You unlock more as the game goes on. Six of twenty-four, by the way. That's not even half the roster. That's but ridiculous. like, but like, um, uh, in this in the console version, you have Human Torch and Daredevil. In the PSP version, they take those two out and replace them with Doctor Doom and Captain America. So arguably better characters. Arguably. Not arguably, they are better characters. They are just better characters. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Human Torch. I love Daredevil. But you're taking two, at the time especially, like kind of minuscule characters against literally the main villain in like every Marvel crossover and the leader of the goddamn Avengers. Who the fuck would you pick? Yeah. <laughs> it seems it seems very much like it's a weird decision uh, for the rosters. Like, the rosters feel a little odd. It's kind—it's it, it, not quite a one-to-one at the time, but it'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, we're going to play this story mode for this cool new DC fighting game. Oh, yeah, we killed Batman in the opening scene. Yeah, like, it would be like, uh, it would be like if it was like, hey, here's this DC fighting game. And in the opening intro, we kill off Wonder Woman, we kill off Batman, yeah. we kill off like Green Lantern or something. And, 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 and like, not just like, you know, but they're not playable unless you have a PSP. Yeah. yeah. Which is such a weird marketing move uh, I, and everything. Which again, I think the summation of a lot of this game, and we're going to say a lot of it, is so many weird decisions. Yeah. I, I get that they probably wanted like something to sell the PSP version, but at the same time, put fucking Daredevil and Human Torch on the PSP version. Mm-hmm. I, that would memory. make a lot more sense. That yeah. would have made a lot more I, sense. I wonder if it was like a licensing thing. Again, it's possible that the Human Torch was a decision because of the movie. That, uh, the Fantastic Four was that coming might have out. been It's a possibility. Case. That's why they decided the con- console version. Not sure, you know, how much, uh, uh, you know, the movie played any factor in because that, that was Marvel's big, big thing at that point because they were st- you were still a couple years away from Spider-Man 3. You were a year away from X-Men 3, so like... X-Men 3 came out in 2006? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, X-Men I, 3 I, is 2006, X-Men and Spider-Man I, 3 is 2007. I always, like, just assume it came out in 2007, because I just assumed the year of bad threes was 2007. Uh, 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 2006, yeah, was actually, uh, uh, you had uh, uh, X-Men 3 and uh, Superman Returns were the superhero movies of that year. And <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean 2 won the summer. <laughs> the golden you say, age you say woo I like Superman Returns same it has it I like aspects of it Brandon Routh is a fantastic Superman Kate Bosworth god that movie's is, fucking boring Kate Bosworth <laughs> bogs that movie down at times again I like it because it is a very good homage to the Matt Reeves Superman and, and they mean, do, they mean nail that Reeve. Yeah, sorry, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I'm thinking of different Reeves. Matt, yeah. Reeve, Matt Reeve, Superman. We're that pretty, would be a different be, goddamn movie. Yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of Nirvana playing. 
God, that's a hard sidetrack getting to Matt Reeve. I apologize for that. Uh, so you're, you're, no, but now I'm imagining just Superman flying around. Something in the way. <laughs> it's a plane that's in the way. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we okay. were, uh, getting this this train back slightly on the track. Uh, this, uh, okay. Would you I guess, say? I guess, I guess really summing it up, because oh. you started this whole thing with playing Ben versus yeah. Matt, and I got so sidetracked. I'm sorry. Playing Ben, thought it was fun, really kind of cool. It was so much nostalgia for me. So I bought this game again, and I'm like, ooh, let's play it again. I bet it's going to be just as good. I played it for like two seconds, the first level with the thing, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> Nostalgia glasses blind yeah. everyone sometimes. Yeah. Especially, yeah. <laughs> it is also in the PS2 era where a lot of games at the time also may have been fine because its peers around it were similar type controls, but when you go back to it as everything has changed and evolved, the yeah, problems come in. Especially just how this game controls. And, so yeah. my first, ex first experience of playing this game uh, was uh, uh, Thomas was playing it and gets to a level where you're Wolverine facing uh, which character was the Wink Wink facing off of against Wink and throwing things and all the things and having trouble playing it and I, I grabbed the I'm like ah right, let me have a try at it and my first attempt uh, I got I did not land a hit I got perfected. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. then the second time I was able to uh, as I was playing and I you know I was like oh, I think I have an idea I have a thinking idea to break this game real quick. And uh, I was able to uh, uh, beat the game by just running around in circles, or beat the game, beat the level by running around in circles and just throwing her over and over and over again. Legit. The throw, when you get the throw, it's fucking broken because every character turns into, like, the fucking, uh, they turn to fucking jazz from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of my, my experience with playing this game and, and sitting down and playing a couple times and, and going through some of it is that... I didn't get to the nostalgia for it because obviously I did not play it. I, you know, I, I remember some of the trailers. I remember. I, I'm pretty sure I remember uh, either either watching a review. It might have been at the times of G4. It might have been just something that I watched online or uh, on it uh, of it. Uh, but the thing about this game, at the, uh, as playing years ago, it is very much trying to be something fresh in a time when a lot of fresh things did not work. Yeah. And that, that mid-2000s PS2 games and, and early PS3 games, there are a lot of, and you know, especially like you just look at the Wii as a, as a whole as a system, there's a lot of things that were tried in those, you know, because it really did not fail. Now, they, they, a lot of them hearkened into good things. This thing did not necessarily because the studio did not get another crack at Marvel and Perfects 2. No. Uh, and so that's kind of my, my feeling when playing it is, well, this is a whole lot of, uh, uh, a whole lot of I see what they're trying to do here, Woof. <laughs> uh, but I do love breaking games. I do love playing bad games and finding the one thing I can spam over and over and over again to break <laughs> it. Uh, that is that is one of my favorite things to be able to do, especially in this era of games. It could, you, you brought up that a lot of games are trying stuff like this. For some reason, maybe it's because I've been, I watched a video on this recently. You know what game this reminds me of that I'm sure both of you have heard uh, gangbusters about? Final Fight Streetwise. Yes. Because it's... I, I, Mason's just shaking his head. No, it does not ring a bell. Okay, let's put it this way. You know Final Fight, like the old 2D beat-em-up series? Uh, vaguely, is that... Okay, uh, well, you know it exists. Yeah. 
That's they, a game that uh, Terry and Smash is from, right? No, that's uh, King of King Fighters. King of Fighters. Okay, something. Uh, yeah, that's something yeah uh, you you know what it is. It's the beat 'em up. Thing. It's like one of those old beat 'em up type games. Yeah. Like, I think I can kind of. Yeah, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. The or game. Like, or like Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Double Dragon is a better comparison. Okay, yeah, they tried to do that. They made it a 3D beat 'em up. Ooh, and it's so like bad, edgy, uh, kind of thing. Legit, in the second half of the game, you start, like, fighting Resident Evil zombies for some reason. Huh. So, yeah. It definitely gives off that vibe, because it's trying so hard to be, like, that kind of edgy alternative to Marvel. No one wears fucking costumes. They just wear their goddamn mm-hmm. jeans. Which <laughs> is so much of that era of comic book films. Because we're not even... Batman Begins has not even released at this point. Yeah. Or or maybe when it was... It was, it was around... It was it around was, the time if when it Batman had Begins. Released, it would have so that, cha- that changed. But it, it said it's all that consistent response of, oh, God, Batman and Robin came out, and comic books can never be cheesy. They can never be funny. They can never be goofy. They have to be serious. And this is kind of that era of video games what, when they try to be serious, which meant we need to have some rock music and we need to have some edgier costumes. Look, it, it says something when the most like comic-accurate costumes that come out of this time was, fan God, was Fantastic Goddamn Four. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Mason, what are your uh, thoughts on the game? So, I actually had kind of a different starting point than... Both of you, actually. I never actually got into the storm, storm mode. I did a little bit, because when you had, when Thomas had, uh, you had your uh, card in it, uh, it did let me replay the final level, so I did do that. But that was, like, my only story mode experience. I mostly just did a lot of computer fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, with all, the, all the characters unlocked, uh, I would just do random versus battles. And what it... What it came off to me was like the the core of this of this game, like the very the very basics of it, the 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 fighting and the environments and all that are pretty good, and actually and I actually ended up having a lot of fun with it. It's just everything else around it that kind of brings because like you brought up like uh, weird weird decisions mm-hmm. in this game and. And that's what it, it. That's what it feels like. It feels like a, a really good core, surrounded by bad ideas. Like there is, there are constant camera angle shifts. Oh god! Like yeah. every time you land a, a huge mm-hmm. punch or something explodes, the camera immediately changes, and it's like why? It yeah. just slows the game down. I was gonna say, me and Mason were playing around just before starting this, just to like get our hands on. Legit, every time he would land like a kick as Spider Man. I would go flying, and the camera would just show things ass flying through the air, and I'm like, okay. It's why <laughs> being able to just running around like a chicken with a head cut off was my strategy for a lot of this game, because especially against the computer, tr- just don't worry about the camera, just try to run around and uh, dodge. Uh, yeah, especially because you were playing as Wolverine, who I did not think had his regenerating It had healing powers. He did. It's, he did. So, it's so, it's so... <laughs> Such a broken uh, system in that aspect. That's the problem uh, with Wolverine. Like any fighting game, is like, how do we put his regenerating health in there? You don't. <laughs> you don't. You just uh, don't. Makes uh, makes me think of uh, 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 in uh, uh, bad PS2 fighting games, uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai. In oh the first God. one, you could equip uh, your character with a, a, an automatic heal 
if you had it, like to heal you all the way. And it was always hilarious if the other person decided, because you would decide if you wanted a bunch of moves or if you wanted your heal. And so you could literally just have no moves, but you're all here healing yourself. Uh, so Goku can't do his Kamehameha. Exactly. He can survive he, getting stabbed in the fucking chest. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, that sort of thing, you know, deciding that is a cool strategic element. This doesn't have that. It's just like, oh, the character is broken. Uh, yeah, which is... But with, with, with what Mace is talking about, playing more of the uh, uh, computer multiplayer modes on it, at least the, the important, kind of the question of it is, you know, we've already trashed a lot of the single-player mode, but this game is fun in the multiplayer mode. Not in a, oh my gosh, uh, uh, this is a great game, I I'm, I'm so excited to be playing this game. It's just a fun game to sit around and play with in multiplayer mode. Uh, like that, That's definitely something I feel like they got right in this game, even if... It's probably an this unintentional is, got got right. This, yeah, this is I Mason can't drink, so this doesn't necessarily apply to you. But this is a good game to have. Like, you know, you're tossing some beers back. You're like, in the same way you like, you're tossing beers back, and you're like, let's watch a shitty action movie mm -hmm. or a shitty horror movie. This is a game you toss a few beers back, and it's like, let's put this shitty game. It's on just the, it's and the, just have a blast. It's the Jaws four of video games. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, you're yeah. right because it's. I mean, like I said, me and Mason were playing it. We were having a blast, not because the game was good, but because it was just so fucking dumb. Like the, there was one moment that I will that I will always remember from this game is uh, so that it's a lot of like environmental interaction in this game, which also doesn't work because you can accidentally <laughs> punch a taxi cab and get blown into the next county. Yeah, um, but. Uh, I believe I was Iron Man. You were Magneto. Yes, I grabbed I, I grabbed a taxi cab. Threw it at Magneto, who immediately caught it, threw it back at me, and it exploded. <laughs> Which was, was so fucking... It was just so funny for some reason. Which, it, it was, because, again, I was playing as Magneto, so I might be biased, but, like, he threw the taxi cab, Magneto just caught it with, like, two fingers, and went, lol, no, and just tossed threw it the back. back. That was at a point <laughs> where I didn't know that you could catch flying There are objects. a lot of cool elements in it that... I think in a better game probably would have been you know a lot of a lot of things that would have actually not just been like fun bad but like actual like oh my gosh this game had something behind it uh, you. you know 3D beat 3D fighting game with picking up objects a better version of that game does exist it's just expensive as fuck it's called Power Stone that that's kind of no, I, I, yeah. get, I get what you're saying. The, the element of, uh, at, at this time, is a lot of games were trying to merge genres. And it's not yes. uncommon. That's happened a lot over, over decades. It still is happening. Uh, the thing that I don't think any studio has figured out at this point is how to merge a fighting game with another genre. Yeah. The closest is, like, Soul Calibur. Mm -hmm. When you get like uh, those RPG mm -hmm. elements, there, there are some of those, you know, and a lot of fighting or, games have the RPG elements uh, that are on it. But like, again, you were talking about Dragon Ball Z Budokai, mm -hmm. uh, kind of similar to that. It's again, true. it doesn't work in Budokai, but <laughs> or you know, like uh, uh, the Dragon Ball Xenoverses, for example, that are more or less MMO elements with a fighting game. Uh, Tekken, which one did we determine had the 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 the, the rail okay, fighting game? I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah, Tekken four. 4 has the rail fighting game that's like that it feels like you're supposed to have a rail gun to be shooting at the punches for punches. But you're just punch yeah, you haven't played oh, that. I gotta I gotta bring it I gotta bring it back. But it's so about the can, same time. That was about that would have been 2003, 2004 yeah. range. I gotta bring it back so you can play as your husbando Steve and yeah. beat the shit out of 
Chief Security Guard Justice. It is. <laughs> but at the time, a lot of studios were trying it. And I think if this, the, you know, I think my overarching, really my, my thought on this game, uh, as far as the experience that I, there is, that this game should have been developed as a party game idea as a Smash Bros, not a clone, but as a that sort of sit-down fun, instead of trying to make this weird, gritty, uh, uh, mid-2000s... Uh, genuinely, you know, yeah. action movie game, if they had made it more of a party fun, and even if the story was around it, I think the game actually would have been received a lot better because those elements are there. But because it is so intent on trying to become a weird third-person fighting beat-em-up game, it loses some of, especially in the story mode, it loses a lot of the fun uh, from it. And I think part of that does have to do with, like, the time that it came out, because it, this was, what, it was 2005, you said, right? Uh, yeah. This was, that, was, this, that was kind of a bad time for fighting games mm -hmm. in general. Like, yeah. this, was, this was during yeah. the dark age of Mortal Kombat. Is uh, it, is it te Tekken and Soul Calibur were good. You had, you had, say, you had, and Soul you had Namco making good fighting games, and then you had a lot of Cause, woof. Because this was this was Mortal Kombat's like the PS2 trilogy of Mortal Kombat. I forget which one had just come out. I think it might have been Deadly Alliance. I think it was. Oh dear, we're not yeah. quite yet. Then it still hadn't. It, uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC hadn't come out yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ! Yeah. No, because Armageddon came out at, before. Uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC and Armageddon is fucking ass. Just, it was just a bad... <laughs> just mm -hmm. a not, because because the, I, the translation from a, two, from a 2D fighting game into 2D fighting games with 3D graphics wasn't smooth. It was not no, smooth. No, even... even uh, yeah, like I said, Mortal Kombat 4, I haven't played 4. I've heard it's like janky fun, but that's about it. That's that's kind uh, of with a lot of it is 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 we we've been playing a lot of fighting games over the last uh, month plus of a lot of it and a lot of the PS one PS two era games and the the kind of the consistent thing is like ones that maintained two D elements and stuck with kind of the two D format held up and play well the ones that tried to go full three D in this era really struggle yeah uh, I, I think like uh, uh, I think another solid example is like the Street Fighter EX series mm -hmm. oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah because this was that was Street Fighter's attempt to do 3D, and well, I got it's clunky. Let's let's put it this way: in every Street Fighter game, you do like I forget the exact motion, but it's like back something, kick, and Ryu and Ken do their Tatsumaki Senpuki the Hurricane Kick. They do that fucking spinny <laughs> shit. You, you were you, you almost had it. You had it. We, yeah. we, 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 An <laughs> attempt was made. <laughs> you were pulling for me, and I failed. Uh, in this game, you have to press the kick button multiple times to do it. Uh, and just that alone is so clunky. Oh. You have to charge the Hadouken and shit. And it's like, just putting it into 3D, and again, this isn't just Street Fighter, this is Mortal Kombat, where they added weapons for some godforsaken reason. Uh, this is uh, legit the only... Which is weird, because Capcom was doing good 3D fighting mm -hmm. games with like Rival Schools and Power Stone. But so many games that tried to make the transition to 3D just bombed mm -hmm. and, and then on top of it at the same time you had a lot of games trying to do the beat em up uh you know trying to yes. bring that to 3d which still to this day 
hasn't worked because part of the fun of the beat em up is the 2D, the 2D layers and all those things and the way it's set up. And when you put it in three it's, dimensions, you lose something in a lot of ways. Hence, that's where Dragon Ball Z Sagas comes in. <laughs> it's, it says something in one of the best 3D beat em ups of the PS2 era is the fucking Minority Report game. It's true. <laughs> and that, that says something. I know. It, I know. It's astonishing. Uh, yeah. Overall, though, well, you know, uh, I would say uh, overall my experience of this game is honestly mostly positive despite all of these. Like, I, I had a lot of fun playing this game. Uh, I don't know what you guys would say for your experience, but I, I would put a, a pretty decent, you know, hey, this is a pretty fun game despite its flaws. I mean, yeah, I, I think... It's, it's, com- it's very complicated, <laughs> yeah. because, like, I would, I would, in a heartbeat, I would play a game that did what that game did, but better. Mm-hmm. I just would, don't, I can't see myself going back to Nemesis as much as I That's fair. had fun with it. It's like... I mean, that means Mace is perfectly leading into our two main questions that we will ask every single uh, podcast, uh, our two major questions, and he's leading perfectly into that there. How does this game hold up? I think that is an important question to always ask in a game because it's not necessarily, you know, we, games don't always age well. Uh, and you can have fun in a game that hasn't aged well. You can also break a game that hasn't aged well because of modern things. This is very you true. Know, and I think, honestly, this game does not hold up particularly well. Like, I think that's one of the things. Like, when you look at it, 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 it can be playable and a lot of it, but it is definitely a product of its era. I th- yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think... Okay, because, like, I, I both adore this and hate this about the game. It is so drenched in mid to late early 2000s bullshit. Like, All it needed was, like, some riff-off of, like, Linkin Park at the opening. No, <laughs> legit. Like, Paragon's looking out over Niles Van Thornton's uh, corpse, and it's like, so give me reason. You know, that's literally, and, you know, you know, it's missing that, you know, the Daredevil Punisher, uh, yeah. you know, uh, very, 2000 soundtrack, and this game's soundtrack is ass. Legit, a fighting game, like, again, yeah. Notice I talk a shit ton about fighting games, and if you that annoys you, sorry. Uh, this may not be the podcast for you. Yeah, uh, or it might be. Keep yeah, listening. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, keep listening. Please don't click off. God. Um, like, fighting games have so many of them are just uh, built on their soundtrack. Like their fighting mechanics too. But like Marvel vs. Capcom two has the uh, want to take you for a ride in the character select. Street Fighter 3 straight up has, like, raps for all the actions of the game, and they're really well-written. The, the thing for an EA-licensed game at the time, which almost all EA-licensed games at the time, you think about all every, any EA games, especially in the 2000s, like, damn, they had a good soundtrack. Damn, they had a good soundtrack. Yeah, like, like, EA had all the money and all the licensing at the time. They could have... This game could have easily had a huge, you know, big, awesome soundtrack. Yeah, especially, like, I mean, we were talking about fighting games, Def Jam, that -hmm. had so many rappers, but even the Bond games, like, they had not only the Bond soundtrack, they straight up made songs for those games. Everything or Nothing, top-tier Bond song. Like, holy shit. And, yeah, EA has that ability. They just didn't for this game. Yeah. I straight up... 
can you guys remember a single song? I, I, I didn't uh, even find myself humming anything afterwards, and I hum even some of the the, the, the worst you know tracks of video games because you know there, there's no earworms whatsoever in this that there, I. Uh, there's only one little musical motif that I remember, and it's the thing that plays after. Uh, after like a fighting match, and it's because I played so many computer rounds that. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, no, that 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 is the one piece of music that has like been in my head since I played that's this. Because there. it's the only song that plays it, when you. But you also could have literally just said, "Yeah, this was an insert any fighting game," and it's like it. Yeah. Yeah. It could have like, been in any moment in Nemesis. It could have been in any moment in any fighting game. Because legit, that is the only fucking song that plays throughout most of this game. It's true. Like. Throughout the fighting matches, it's dun da da dun da da da. Okay, you, you know Sonic Unleashed. That is this game, but there is no relief from it. At least Sonic Unleashed has that sexy jazz to go back to. This has nothing. It feels like, and I wonder, wonder where you know, I, I. I don't know. I didn't look up who, how the composer. I didn't look how much he's done or they'd, uh, post this. But like it, one of the things is like it feels like they the soundtrack was an afterthought, and they're like, "Hey, you, uh, you, you play music. Make me a soundtrack." <laughs> you were in high school band. <laughs> like Dude. that's what it feels like. It's like somebody just sat at a computer and produced some soundtracks quickly. Yeah, and and another thing because we talked about the soundtrack. The soundtrack's fucking horrible. Another thing that's horrible and is so drenched in the two thousands. Let's talk about the designs in this game. Oh my god! I feel like they, I feel like they uh, sat in a meeting. They were like, "All right, we need to think of like a general design." And then one of them went, "I'm a big fan of the color green." Die, it's, it's, it's so, so green. green. There's so it's much green. So Even the like we were, it, we, it, we, we were while we're playing, look at the thing and his glossy color, and it's a green glossy look over him. Like straight, straight up, these motherfuckers like. They developed this game in the Matrix. Like that's there's that much green. I mean, I guess the. I mean, it, 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 this is years after the Matrix too, so it's a very weird like time frame for that. Like, I, green was not like I could see this in like a lot of like the late '90s kind of like that, you know, early. Yeah. Like, but this seems like you would think, especially considering the Raimi Spider-Man was a thing. And that uh, was you know, so colorful. The you know, Spider-Mans yeah. are so colorful. You know, as weird as they are sometimes colored, you know, Daredevil, Elektra, and Hulk all have very interesting color designs. I don't necessarily think they're bad, they're good in some of them, but they have interesting designs on it. Yeah. And then to have, like, at this point in time where Marvel is kind of trying to find its footing, how it's going to be as a, uh, a cultural icon, you know, we're, we're two years away from Iron Man, where it would be start to become that, trying to find it, it's so weird that, the, the, that this game just is bland, and it's, I think that's what, a lot of it, why it doesn't hold up, is in a lot of ways, is because of the weird decisions, but it's just, it, so many of the decisions are just, well, it's Marvel, it'll work. Yeah. I, and that's, ex that's exactly it. Like, again, you say it's Marvel, some of these designs, like, even for Marvel, Mm -hmm. Like, you just, they fucked him up. The thing has ears. He it's, should never have ears. I think uh, that, but I think that is a perfect way to sum up this game is it's Marvel, it'll work. It's like, we have yeah. the license, they'll buy it. We have the license, so they'll buy it. And I think it almost feels like they were like, and we'll get a second game. You know, maybe we'll, we won't do it right all right here, but we're going to get a second game, and that's where we're going to, you know. And, and this uh, game uh, did not sell. Like, Weirdly, in this podcast, I have mentioned Dragon Ball games a lot, but you know it's this era about that time. <laughs> but uh, Dragon Ball Legacy of Go Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku for the Game Boy Advance is a really bad game, but the studio got a second and a third, and the second game is one of the, I think, one of the greatest Game Boy games that has ever come out. Like it is, just an incredibly well crafted action RPG. 
The first one's not. And I, the studio, they, they were trying things, and they failed a lot. And I wonder if sometimes, this, as they were developing, they were like, uh, as they were trying different things, they're like, we'll iron this out when we get more games, because we are at the Marvel license. Uh, and uh, Marvel's like, nah, yeah. we don't want that. Yeah. We'll get second game. Uh, we'll get a second game, right? Yeah, in your dreams, buddy. We're going to yeah. go make Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> yeah, so to, going back to the, question, to the question, does it hold up? No. That, yeah. It's a big yeah, that's kind no. of the, the, the feeling across the board. And then, so from that, we have our second major question that I, I think we ask everything. Do you think this game deserves a reimagining or a remake in a more modern setting? Genuinely, I. Okay, we've all said it. I think specifically Sharon has said it a bunch. This game has ideas that really could work. It has, it has a fun. Mason said this as well. Or I think you were like, yeah, fuck it. Someone uh, (laughs) said that it has decent main mechanics. It has that, like, number 475 on the list of games that have rage as a mechanic. It has that. It has, honestly, even though the lineup isn't great, it has a pretty decent lineup of characters. It has the thing. It has Spider-Man. It has Wolverine, Elektra, Daredevil, Human Torch, the Imperfects. (laughs) There, there, it's, it says something when they're the main focus of the game, arguably, and we have barely talked about them. They are yeah, that they, they're that bland. They're, they're, there's, there's not a single character that's worth thinking about in the Imperfects, and that's the sad part of a lot of it, and that's why a reimagining, where you maybe reimagined the Imperfects. You don't even have to change the names. They can still be the dumb names. Just reimagining to a more interesting characters, giving them better voice acting, making yeah, the so. mechanics of the game more fun. Uh, I, I, I think... Uh, I, I think they needed to... I think they needed, sorry, they needed to focus on one or the other. Uh-huh. Either make a fun fighting game or make a fun 3D beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. Trying to combine both just... There's a game that came out around this time, and while playing it, I couldn't help but thinking a lot of it because it's a better game despite not being, you know, the same type. It's called Monsters, Inc. Dodgeball. What? And it was the mo- thing, <laughs> and you just run around. Basically, you run around in Monsters Inc. with all the characters, and you play dodgeball. But it's like you're in the square room, and you're collecting items, and you're throwing dodgeballs. The camera doesn't move a ton. It has very similar mechanics, and it, it was a lot of fun. I'm not saying this game needed to fully embrace those things, but if they had taken a lot of those mechanics and embraced the more of the party mode, and I think that's legitimately, if they were to ever reimagine something like this, embrace just the party mode, you could still have a fun, weird, you know, even a gritty storyline. It'd be very funny, and then, like, this weird party mode, but if the map was more of a video game, more of a, I'm going to pick items up and collect items, and that's how I get power-ups, and that's how I use my attacks, and that's how I do things. Yeah, because like, I, like the beat, I like more of the beat-em-up elements than I do the fighting game elements in this game. Again, make it like sort of a 3D Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe have these funny items, like Aunt May's wheat cakes for health, or Wolverine can, like drink a beer and he gets rage or whatever. Like, there's, there's fun things you can do that like have that, 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 that really embrace the fun. You know, I think while I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these games, the uh, the, the uh, arena type games that have come out and the three things like, you know, Fortnite and all those sort of things, mm-hmm. the characters are always having fun and doing things. That is an element of actually you could embrace in this game that would be fun if they had, <laughs> if they were saying fun lines with good voice acting over them, you know. I think... <laughs> There is a there is legitimately at this core a really fun game that gets bogged down by two thousands garbage. You just you brought up Fortnite. I'm just imagining Spider Man like 
flinging a taxi into Magneto and has his crumpled corpses laying there. Spider-Man just fucking flosses. I would, like, <laughs> silly thing, like, you know, imagine, like, you're playing, like, Wolverine just lights a cigar right there. Like, have fun with this game because this game is devoid of a soul in the end of it's, it. And that's, that's the thing that, like, despite all the things that I really like about it and can sit down and, and legitimately laugh and have fun with people on it, if it had had, like, a purpose and a soul behind it, that would be there. And that's why I would really love a reimagining of this idea. But in, a, like, if the mechanics were fun, you could still have a... You can still have a dark story where characters are getting killed and just, just make the game more fun. That's, what, that's really what uh, Nemesis needed. Uh, was, a stu- like, a studio that knew what it was doing. That's, yeah. You got a studio that knows what it's doing, a slightly bigger budget. Doesn't even have to be huge. Doesn't even have to be huge. Just slightly bigger... And I also think, uh, yeah, this game was definitely a victim of the hardware. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you got it on hardware that, like, could actually, like, do what it was trying to do mm-hmm. and not just promise to do the things and then not actually do them. Because, again, we talked about it. The characters are hideous. Uh, the environments are so green, so bland. And, again, just add some color. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all. That's not all you need, obviously. But, like... Add some color. Genuinely, all right, here's a great way to fix this game. Tighten up the mechanics, add some color, make the story mode, like, very kind of light, and make it, like, a downloadable. Like, make it, like, a downloadable game. Make it, Mm -hmm. like, sort of a party game. You don't even have to charge full price for it. Just make it, like, you know... Look at the success from... of something silly like Fall Guys has has had, and again, I'm not saying like that's the type of mechanics I want, but like ga- party games have an audience for it, and that's kind of like the thing that I said. Like if you if you got a license like this, and were able to have just like a lot of fun with it, I, I really think there's something here uh, to it because like they could, and I think the studio had the right idea. They could have just made another generic fighting game, you know. I, I, I don't were... think I, I know. I know Thomas and I have talked. Uh, uh, off air talked about uh, you know not really caring too much for injustice overall a lot of the things like it but a fair minimum of justice was just Mortal Kombat with but with you know uh, uh, DC with characters. DC characters they could have done something like that and it honestly probably at the time would have been more well received probably considered a better game but I think with this idea and what they have there they actually have a really cool core whether it was an intentional core or unintentionally this is what they just ended up with I don't know. But like, there is something legitimately there that could have been special. What I I can I can actually I could definitely see like you brought up like Smash Broing it a little bit, uh, like making it more like Smash Brothers. We've seen like a bit of an influx in Smash clones recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. What's the Warner Brothers multiverses? Multiverses. I could definitely see. Marvel doing something and there, like there, this. there were a bunch of Smash Bros. clones even at the time. I mean, uh, yeah, that like, weren't a lot of them weren't good. Like, and that's the thing. Yeah, because this was back. Uh, I mean, this was a few years before, but this was when TMNT Smash Up came mm-hmm. out. This was, uh, I think, the one. I think One Piece had a. a Smash they did Bros. have a. Uh, it was not good. I, <laughs> one Piece I, didn't I, get a good game for another decade. Almost. One, <laughs> one Piece didn't get a good game until like Pirate Warriors. Yeah. And even then, that's literally just Dynasty Warriors. I know, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters in the end. I, I, I think just like you know to, to kind of my, my final sum up on this game, and I'll then let each of you kind of have your on it is that this is there there this is an attempt, and I think I applaud uh, trying something. The problem is that they weren't willing to go fully bold enough. 
to actually make a dent or make it anything. And that is probably in the end why Marvel moved on to something that was more familiar uh, considering to going to Ultimate Alliance because of the success of the X-Men games and being like, no, we don't want this. We got something right here. And then obviously the MCU came out and they're like, yeah, we don't want any other games besides this. We don't want games anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just look at the gap between Ultimate Alliance 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ on a bike. But yeah, my, my, my final thought is just, you know, I would love to see more, and it's, it's a game that needs more. I will let you guys each have your, you know, what, what you, you final thoughts on your game, the game here. And well, actually, something I wanted to bring up before the, before the final thoughts, going back to the uh, sort of the development thing on it, I was looking at this at Marvel Nemesis on IMDb, like kind of looking at the actors <laughs> on now. There's a, lot, there's a lot of blank profiles, a lot of, lot of blank pictures, but the biggest one here is the voice of, the voice of uh, Spider-Man, is a is a man by the name of Alistair Abel. Now he's had a, he's mm-hmm. had a couple of of uh, I know that name big uh, big parts. I he do was not. he was Officer so. Goodman in Freddy vs Jason. He was in Sausage Party. That's neither here nor there. But his his arguably <laughs> was he his, the Jewish bagel? No, he oh, was mariachi was salsa. But oh. arguably his biggest his biggest voice role was Trunks in Dragon Ball Z. What the fuck? <laughs> which uh, which movie? Did he, which it's dub? Uh, I don't... Does it say? It doesn't say. I assume English dub? That's awesome, honestly. Yeah, that like, his, that's really interesting. That was his biggest thing. Was that? <laughs> I, I like that basically the way that Mason could sum up this game is like, hey, I went on to IMDB and I found some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? If that doesn't sum up this can, game perfectly... Yeah, he can also sum it up with, there's a lot of blank profiles. <laughs> there are a lot of blank I'm profiles just, in here. I'm, I'm just imagining, like... Uh, just imagine you're playing the game and the thing comes up like it's clobber in time and spider-man just comes up and is like <laughs> what the fuck's a famous trunks line god damn it i need to watch more dragon ball z the only one he i just, can think of is dbz he just get cuts out him of- down he just cuts him down the middle like free yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say because the only one i could think of is dbz a bridge get out of my fucking timeline it's a like, good line yeah I was gonna say I need to watch more Dragon Ball Z. I think mason true? wins the, the wins the you know final opinion there legitimately no legit that, that <laughs> Legit, I haven't even gone yet. <laughs> That's another, I don't, I'm not topping that. An, another top weird it. connection is that there's another person in here. Um, what's his name? Michael Michael son, Michael Dobson. He plays the uh, the guy, the Lex Luthor type Niles character. Van Thorne. He's also in Sausage Party. Like, <laughs> so apparently they went and did Sausage Party. Also. Yeah, apparently there's a, there's a Marvel nemesis to Sausage Party pipeline. <laughs> Look, you know, yes. get that get that bank. <laughs> yeah, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is. Two degrees of Marvel Nemesis, but, I'm, uh, but I mean, going back to like uh, summing up this game is that there was a lot of just wrong place at the wrong time happening with this game. There's there really was. I mean, if it was if it was any any other studio, any other console, any other era, it would have been it could have been a perfectly fine to maybe even a great game, but it was it was a victim of hardware limitations, a studio that didn't have enough experience, and a tiny budget. I, I think I think the fact that, I think what can sum up this game, not, I mean, we've had a lot of this can sum up the game best, but the fact that Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, the game before this one, is their best received game, says a lot. And even if you play Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, that shit is clunky as fuck. Because it's a early 2000s PC-only RPG. So, so yeah, I'm going to be real clunky. Yeah, and I, I guess to sum up my final thoughts is 
there are definitely things that you could do with this game. There are definitely ways to make it fun. Again, I say go either full fighting game, even if you do 3D like Power Stone or whatever, and make it sort of another 3D Smash Brothers, because God forbid Capcom's never going to do anything with Power Stone again. Ah, uh, um, <laughs> maybe a little bitter there. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm not bitter at all. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like either go full 3D Smash Brothers or go full 3D beat 'em up. Uh, again, you can do something with the imperfects because there are neat character designs. Again, good old Thunder Thighs, but like. I do like the, 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 the basically we did this whole we've done this whole discussion and the imperfects just is an afterthought in this game because and they're an afterthought in their own game and that is they're so fucking boring, legit. Yeah. Legit, I cannot. I think one of their names is literally like toxic. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Is, yeah, toxic, just toxic. And I'm like, fucking hell, something else. I can remember. This is gonna be really pathetic if I can remember all the imperfects. I'm gonna try. The Wink, Paragon, Solar, Brigade, Toxic, Johnny Ohm. Is that it? I feel like might be. It's not that. The many. Wink. Did I say her already? You said Wink. You started Fa with Wink. Fault Zone. Fault Zone. Uh, I forgot. A oh yeah. Of course, I forgot about Fault who could, Zone. Who could forget Fault Zone? Who could forget Fault Zone? By the way, uh, something we didn't talk about in this game, you are forced to play as the Imperfects in the story mode. Yeah. And you have to basically kill a Marvel character. Like, you have to choose which Marvel character to kill. Fault Zone, Hazmat, Solera, Wink, Hazmat. And, and it was Solera. Yeah, I think you said Solar. So, yeah. yeah Solar. And Brigade. Brigade, yeah, because he's the Frankenstein. Like, uh, they're, just, they're just an afterthought in their own game. Because... Yeah. What's weird is that there are moments where you do have to play as them mm -hmm. and you have to fight the Marvel characters. What's weird is that the fights say they're due, they're to the death. They're not. Like, my favorite one is the thing. Uh, you play as Fault Zone, Thunder Thighs fighting him. Um, and this straight up, it says, a duel to the death on the bridge of New York. The thing will not walk away. You play as Fault Zone, you kill him. Then he shows up later in the story fighting Human Torch while possessed by the thing. And it's like, so you didn't fucking kill him. So what's the goddamn point of calling it a battle to the death? Making tough decisions this game does not do. It really doesn't. That's really a good... That's another thing that can sum it up. Yeah, it, it doesn't make these tough decisions. Are we just going to say we sum up this game on it, but... Yeah, we sum up this game on it. had decisions. It didn't make them. <laughs> so that's Marvel the Imperfects. Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Empire. Yeah, my sad. You know what? I wanted to leave a few names out because you know this game leaves a lot of things out. Marvel <laughs> such Nemesis, as effort. Rise of the Imperfects. So probably the most anybody is ever going to talk about this game ever. Legit, probably. I think I found we I found the niche on the internet. We're going to talk about things that <laughs> nobody else wants to talk about or listen to. So thank you all for listening here. Uh, we will. Do we want to go ahead and tease what the next one will be? Uh, I think we'll, uh, yeah, we'll let Mason give a tease. Uh, I'm very excited for what's coming up next because it is uh, one of the best copies of a game that already got bundled with the Wii. Anyways, so why would you want to buy another one? Go vacation. <laughs> so get ready for that. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to waggle.
Waggle till my arms fall off. Oh, God. When did that game come out? Uh, was it 2007? Something like in the mid-2000s. Oh, Jesus. The, that means the it's height be, of the Wii. That's going to be like prime waggle Wii, son of a bitch. <laughs> so rate uh, and review this podcast. I don't know where it's all going to be on, but I know it's going to be on Apple Podcast. Rate and review it. Give us five stars so we can keep talking and waggling. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.